the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and uh, we're here helping you out with your car questions and car problems. The lines are full, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time doing anything other than just telling you real quick about quality transmission because all transmission overhauls are not the same. It's important to him to know what's included in the price. Here's why. We can go in and we can find one or two of the parts that cause the transmission to act up. We can replace those two parts. You're going to get a transmission back with two new parts and 800 of them that have 100,000 miles on them. We're just betting our, we're betting a lot that we can get you through our six month warranty or our one year warranty on your old parts and two of our new parts and then we're done with you. Well, good guys don't do that. They replace all the stuff that rubs. So the friction components, the seals, the gaskets, the clutches, the springs, the sprags, the drums, those kinds of things. That's called hardware. And anything that wears, they replace. So you're going to get another 100, 120,000 miles on your transmission if it's re- overhauled right. So quality transmission is that kind of place. East Valley, McClintock, north of University, Bob and Steve, good guys, quality transmission. Okay, Rick, on your escape, there's a couple things. I think what I would do is I would replace the fuel filter, and I would take a black magic marker and write the date and the mileage on it so that you have that record. And then I would probably use the car again and see if there's a substantial difference under heavy load, which means get on the freeway on Sunday morning, and as you make a ride on the entrance ramp, put it to the floor and see if it has a lot more power up to the speed limit and uh, and see what happens okay another thing that you can do too is is if the catalytic and this this vehicle's five years old or ten years old so if the catalytic converter is showing signs of plugging up because of short trips or because somebody you know maybe it's using a little oil or whatever reason there's a lot of reasons why the catalytic i i want you to to learn take a pair of gloves with you like a, a pair of leather gloves or just one leather gloves the right hand so you get somebody to just hold the RPM up to 2,000 RPM, and you walk back to the tailpipe, put your gloved hand about 8 inches behind it, and just feel the volume of air. Then when you go to Flagstaff or when you experience this again, I want you to pull over, put it in park, have the person bring it up to 2,000 RPM, and you feel the volume of air with your gloved hand. If there's a substantial difference between your gloved hand you know, before and now, then that's a good indication that we have a catalytic converter problem that's causing the exhaust to become restricted, which then is going to affect the engine's ability to suck air and and push air out the tailpipe. And so those are the two things that are typically going to cause this. How many miles are on this car? 130. Okay. Um, Another thing that I'm going to add to that is cleaning the mass airflow sensor and cleaning the throttle blades. 
if the mass airflow sensor has its jacket on, it's a little bitty piece of wire, and and we send power to this piece of wire, and it and it and it knows electronically whether we're blowing, for instance, we're blowing air across this wire like this, or it's a hurricane. Can you see the difference? Yeah. So it tells the computer. Oh, there's six grams of air. This is just idling. So the computer says to the injector, just give me this, buddy. Then the mass airflow sensor says, oh, my goodness, there is 30 grams of air. And the computer looks at the chart and says, oh, his foot's all the way to the floor. So it says to the injector, give me this kind of spray. But if the mass airflow sensor is lying about how much air is going into the engine, then the computer's going to lie about the fuel delivery. So mass airflow sensor, clean the mass airflow sensor, clean the throttle blades, change the fuel filter, check the exhaust with your gloved hand. I think you'll you'll find out what it is sooner or later. Okay? Okay. What about fuel injector cleaner? Anything like that is possible? No. Not a waste, no, waste of time? That's a waste of your money. And, okay. and, and let me explain. If we have a fuel injection problem, we're going to almost always have a code in the check engine light. And number two, we're almost always going to have a rough idle or a miss. And okay. you, I've, I've listened carefully, and you've not said anything about those things. No, and no, so I don't want, I don't want you to go in that direction. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Thanks, thanks Rick. Thanks a lot. Bye. You bet. Edward, you're up next, buddy. How can I help you? Yeah, Mark. Uh, listen, I hit this a uh, '74 Dodge Challenger, and uh, it uh, has a, um, uh, it's a high, a high energy cam on there, and 360 heads, and it, it moves pretty good. And uh, about a year ago, I, I uh, blew up my stall, stall converter that a mechanic put in there. It was a 2200 stall converter. And uh, so uh, what happened is that uh, I was racing it off the line, and I wasn't paying attention to the tack, and it blew out the stall converter. So this uh, backyard mechanic, him and his uh, partner, they, they, they uh, picked that up from my house, and uh, uh, they stated that uh, they put a, a stall converter on there, 2200, and uh, I mean a, a stock stall converter. But you know the the, the car it, it it slips at various times. It's like the reaction of of a stall converter 2200, and it's under 400 horsepower. So therefore, a 2200 stall uh, uh, if you have a, a 2200 stall converter, it's gonna it's gonna hesitate a little bit. It has that type of a of a reaction. Could it be a possibility that he he, he just uh, didn't do nothing to that uh, uh, converter? And your your guess is as good as mine. I, I look at let, let's look at this from a pragmatic point of view. If if either one of those two guys was really good at what their craft craft is, they'd be working for guys like me for sixty five to one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year. And um, and you know that that's that's all fine and dandy, but but I, I'm I'm paying technicians thirty eight to fifty dollars an hour, and and they're really good at what they do, and and went and 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 so you know the problem you've got is is you didn't get to where you wanted to be, and the possibility that they didn't do what they said they were going to do is huge, and you've got no warranty, you've got no recourse, you've got nothing. So in this particular case, I'll give you the very best advice I can give you because I can't answer your questions. I can't tell you if they screwed you. I can't tell you that. I can tell you that Phil over at Automatic Transmission Exchange is who you need to talk to. I, he's a race car guy. He was, he was around when Jesus Christ was racing cars. Oh, okay. Phil, and what's his number? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's Automatic Transmission Exchange, oh, yeah, A-T-E. Okay. 
and I want you to talk to Phil. And Phil will guide you. Phil just recently put a high-performance converter on my son's diesel truck because we made the motor a little bit more powerful than than the Chevrolets we see on the road, and and so Phil's good, and he'll he'll be able to talk to you, he'll be able to drive your truck, and he'll be able to converse with you about what your options are. But that's how I'd handle it. Um, he's on Washington, 40th Street in Washington. And it's automotive. Uh, it's automatic transmission exchange, A T E, automatic transmission exchange. All righty. All right. Thank you very much. And let's go to Buck. Buck, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Good morning. I wanted to ask you about a Rochester carburetor on a 71 GMC. Okay. And I wanted to find out, should I get it rebuilt by professional or should I switch to Edel Block? That's a great question. Um, first of all, here's the key to rebuilding. There's lots of gray-haired guys that I know that can fix that carburetor. But here's the key. We need the vehicle, we need to identify exactly what systems are not working on that carburetor, exactly what the symptoms are, and here's the key to a rebuild. And when you talk about a professional rebuild, I get scared of that word professional. Well, yeah, anyway, I mean somebody not, not one of the three-haired whiskered boys. Exactly. All right. So I'm going to go in, and here's the key. I need to go in, and I, fi- I need to fix the lean condition in the secondaries. I need to fix the hesitation because the accelerator pump is bad, and I need to fix the fact that the main wells are leaking, so every time it sits overnight, it takes forever to start it up. I need to fix those three things. But here's the real key. I can't give you anything you didn't have before. <laughs> And that's the hard part, is all of a sudden you fixed one and two, you didn't fix three, but now my fuel economy's gone to heck. Now it won't start hot at all, but it starts cold perfectly, and you've given me da 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 So the real key on carburetor overhaul is go in and fix what you need to, but don't give them anything new. That's number one. On the other hand, if you get the this, the, the, the Edelbrock, and it's, this is the one that has the two air fuel mixture screws right in the front, right? Yeah. The Edel, okay. Correct. If you're going to get something in a 550 to 600 CFM range, and you need to know whether you, your transmission has a kickdown lever or not, and you need to know if you're going to put an electric choke on it, and you're going to need to wire the electric choke appropriately, and basically you run it off the alternator, um, you can t- and that is a good carburetor. It's a whole lot better than Holly's. It'll last you ten times longer than a Holly, and you and you and if you take good care of that carburetor, you'll never rebuild it for a hundred thousand miles. So, I, I either way, your Rochester to diagnose it, to make sure we know exactly what's wrong with it, rebuild it and put it back on, and give you a guarantee. You're looking at easy five six hundred bucks. Yeah. On the Edelbrock, the carburetor is going to cost you 275 to 350 depending on what you're going to get. And you can put it on yourself and, and plumb it yourself if, you, if that's what you want to do. So do those are your two options. Do I adapter or anything like that? Well, it, it, it will depend. You're going to buy the Edelbrock for your car by application. Yeah. So okay. they're going to look it up in an application book and say your car has a 550 or 500 CFM carburetor. It it does it has a mechanical choke. We're going to give you the carburetor with a mechanical choke. It has this, and you have an automatic transmission, and you don't have a kickdown lever, and you don't have cruise control. So I am giving you a carburetor that's going to match your car. That's what you may make need to make sure. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you, Buck. Thank you very much. That's a good question. I don't get those really easy questions very often, and the, but you know, for some reason or another, 
the the, the term three whiskered kid is, is taking a, a life of its own. <laughs> and I, I use that terminology with love. Yeah. You know, I, it's a young man who's mm-hmm. who, but unfortunately, um, I want people to understand there's a difference between standing in front of a doctor who's been delivering babies for 40 years and and the three whiskered kid who just got out of medical school and delivered a couple of babies out of a fake dummy. You know what I mean? <laughs> And so there's just a difference yeah, there. True. So just recognize the difference. If anyway, alrighty. So we're going when we Jason, Tom, Tom, you guys are going to be my first and second caller. Um, and and anybody else, we have now three lines available: six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And my email address for those of you that are too shy to call in, my email address is mark at marksalem dot com. Salem, spell like the cigarette, S-A-L-E-M. And Mark is spelled with a K, mark at marksalem.com. You can also go to my website, marksalem.com. There's a lot of information there. There's, a, there's 60, 70 FAQs that, that uh, might cover you some of your questions. But you can also click on the form there and leave me a message. If you give me, If you leave me a message, give me a phone number. Sometimes I'll call you. I'll call you from my cell phone, and it'll come through as blocked and for obvious reasons. I don't want everybody to know what my cell phone number is. But sometimes I don't want to type as that much, and so I just want to call you and talk to you. We'll be right back. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Seth Liebson, a man of taste, a man of intellect. He's good-looking. He is funny. He, he is a Republican. Um, he makes a good living. All these great things. He's, he's kind. He's gentle. Uh, he is occasionally mean to his colleagues on the radio dial. But other than that, weekday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Chadwick Burks here, your local mortgage lender and host of The Straight Scoop on 960 The Patriot. If you've thought about refinancing your mortgage or buying a new house, you can't afford to wait any longer. Greece may be exiting the Eurozone, China's stock market is imploding, and a nuclear deal with Iran will now be battled in Congress. Fannie Mae and FHA's guidelines are changing, and the new TRID regulations are going to make lending tougher and more expensive. And to top it all off, Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen announced she will very likely raise interest rates this year. If you wait any longer, you are going to lose a lot of money for a long time. Give me a call. We'll make a game plan on how to save you money, reduce your interest rate, and protect you from this volatility. 623-703-4568. 623-703-4568. 
or visit straightscoopradio.com, straightscoopradio.com. Chadwick Burks with People's Mortgage, your advocate in the mortgage market. NMLS 223916 and 6274, BK 0904164, LO 0914788, Equal Opportunity Lender, peoplesmortgage.com. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. The New York Times reports preparations by Vice President Biden and his aides to join the presidential race, a looming disaster for Hillary. It's not that Biden is more competent, moderate, or popular than she is. He's none of the above. But he is closer to the administration, and a majority of Democrats adore the president so much that they'll choose the candidate who pledges most fervently to continue his policies. That's why a Biden race promising a third term for Obama, in effect, would wreck Hillary's attempt to distance herself from the administration, which she must do to win in November. Two-thirds of Americans think we're on the wrong track and don't want more of the same. Bernie Sanders understands this and promises a sharp change of direction toward the radical left. If Biden jumps in, the Democrats will then have three major candidates, all of whom should be unelectable. I'm Michael Medved. Get more commentary, the weekly Town Hall Review program at townhallreview.com. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem. We're here every Saturday from 10 to 12 talking about cars and car repair, and you're always welcome to join us. But I want to tell you about Automatic Transmission Exchange real quick because Automatic Transmission Exchange has been rebuilding transmissions in the Phoenix area since 1968. He's the shop that's been longer in business than anybody else. 1968. Phil and his staff are transmission diagnostic experts, transmission repair experts, transmission replacement experts, and they can make your transmission tougher than it was from the factory, if that's what you want to do. So they go to the next level when they rebuild transmissions and they have a dynamometer where they strap the transmission to the dynamometer and check it then. So that tells them if they made a mistake, they can fix it without having to take it out of your car again. So they spent necessary money to make sure your experience is good and that they do a good job. So if you live anywhere near Central Phoenix, anywhere at all, Automatic Transmission Exchange is at 40th Street in Washington, and they can certainly help you with your transmission question. Jason, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Good morning, Mark. I have a question. I actually have two questions, and they both involve a 1999 Ford E450 diesel. Um, we just drove it back from the Midwest. Um, the vehicle has sat for about five years. And we did great. We made it for about uh, four hours. And then the vehicle would lose power. Um, like it wasn't getting any fuel. Um, we would drop down. We'd be 65 miles an hour. And then it would just lose everything. We'd go down to 45, 35. And we had to pull off the side of the road. We'd let it set for about 20 minutes, cool off, and then we could drive for another hour, and then it would do the same thing repetitively. Um, okay. We changed the fuel. We put a new fuel filter on it, or not a, a new fuel filter and a new fuel pump. This has got the fuel pump on the rail right underneath the driver's door, and that did not solve the problem. It's still doing the same thing. 
Okay. Well, somebody has to diagnose it, and I can't tell you what it is. Um, we have a low-pressure pump, which is what you replaced. Yeah. And uh, we we feed the high-pressure pump, which then takes the fuel pressure, and it, it takes it to 30,000 PSI. And then okay. we send it to the injectors, and then at the appropriate time, that injector sprays. And we're, we're trying to atomize the fuel, so we're trying to spray it in almost in a vapor form. And so the question is, is what the heck's going on? This could be a turbo problem. You could be losing the turbo. This could be a, a loose hose on the turbo where we're, where the hose is kind of there and kind of not. And, and when we lose boost, when we lose the turbo on a diesel, then it goes to 35 miles an hour as you described. As a matter of fact, the and kids sitting run. here next it to me. It would run, but we just lose, we just lose you know, acceleration. We couldn't get up. Right. Well, um, Phil was driving a Ford that was not the 7.3 that you have, but he was driving it from the ranch up north end of town, and I think you ran out of power, uh, didn't you, with the Ford? Yes, we ran out of power, and exactly what you're describing is, you know, it went, we're going about 70 miles an hour, and now we started dropping down and losing, yeah. losing power. And but you never got it back. See, he sits yeah. there for a while, right. and then it comes back. Yeah. But in your case, it never came back. No, it never and came what back. he did is what happened is is we blew one of the hoses because mm-hmm. we have fresh air coming into the turbo. Then we have fresh air being pumped into the engine, and that hose between the turbo and the intake or the intercooler popped off. Mm-hmm. And so he, he had 35 miles an hour. Yours is different in that respect that if you let it sit, then you're okay. Yeah. So I, I think you either have a turbo problem or you have a high-pressure pump problem. Okay. And who, who are you going to have? Do you have a shop to, to, to fix this? I, I do, and uh, your son, Alan, is great. I just, okay. I just bought this vehicle back from the Midwest. I have another one, a 99, that Alan knows all about. Um, the okay. same thing, same motor, and uh, he's doing a great job for me. So I just got this vehicle back, so he'll probably see it. Yeah, he, 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 if the problem we're going to have is, is is duplicating the problem, he, he's yeah. probably going to just check some parameters to make sure that we're there. So if we have high pressure, say that we should have a reading of, of 30,000, and we know that, that at idle it should be 21 and you're actually 15, that's going to be a bad deal. But but thank you for your compliment on my son, Alan. I appreciate that. I appreciate thank it. You. Thank you very much, Mark. All right. You betcha. Tom, Tom, you're up next. How can I help you today, Tom? Joe, you're next, buddy. How can I help you? Yeah, uh, I have a 97 Ford Taurus uh, 3.0 liter engine, and uh, from time to time it wants to accelerate by itself, mostly when it's in park. Uh, I believe it done it once or twice while it was in drive also. Okay, how many miles are on it? Oh, it's over 100, uh, 110 maybe. Okay, 100k plus. <clears throat> I think what's what's happening here is is that the uh, the idle air control motor that's supposed to control the idle is surging the RPM, and you're interpreting that is as the engine is accelerating by itself. But in reality, the computer's just having a tough time keeping this thing at an RPM it wants it to be. So we go in and we clean up the throttle blades and we have to synchronize the throttle position sensor, we have to synchronize the RPM, and we have to clean up or replace the idle air control motor, and we also have to clean up its passageway. And at 100,000 miles, that's something that happens on Chevrolets and Fords and Dodges alike, so it's not something that's just Ford. 
So I would, if 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 the job if the job ended up on my doorstep, I'd be cleaning up the throttle blades. I'd be cleaning up the mass airflow sensor. I'd be synchronizing the TPS, the engine vacuum, the throttle blades, and the RPM. And there are specifications that all of those have to be this number during this period of time. And but but the first thing I'd want to do is is I'd want Joe to bring it in and and see if he could show me what he's talking about. Yeah. And that that's kind of important. Now it could also be a vacuum leak. You can have a vacuum leak on a fuel injected car, and the vacuum leak will cause a surging sensation in the idle, and people would misinterpret that as acceleration on its own. I see. It's it's not really acceleration, you say. It's not. It's not really. Uh, the car wouldn't move forward. Well, it depends on how much that you're talking about an a, an RPM oscillation. The oscillation yeah, the goes up, and then it goes down. Okay, it depends on how high that is. If the oscillation goes from 700 to 900 RPM, that's I'm talking about that kind of oscillation. If you've got a 700 RPM and it goes to 3,000, we've got a completely different problem. So it just depends on what kind of oscillation we have. How big is the oscillation? Because if the idle wants to be, if the computer wants the idle to be 650, then there's a 200 RPM above 650, and there's a 200 RPM below 650 that is it's it that is in its area of concern. So we could vary 250 up, 250 down. We can vary 500 RPM right there. And most people would interpret that as an acceleration issue, but those of us that are seasoned would recognize it as an idle fluctuation. So it's it's a matter of it's not nearly what we see when we see a throttle sticking. So anyway, that's what I do. And 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 during that process, we'd be checking the throttle cable and the throttle blades to see if there is anything causing the throttle to stick. And the idle air control motor, if it's gummed up and really dirty and ugly, the idle air control motor can cause a problem with a high idle. But even if the idle air control motor opens up completely, this thing's only going to idle about 1,000, 1,200 RPM, and that's not a stuck throttle because a stuck throttle on your Taurus is four, five, six thousand 6,000 RPM. That's a stuck throttle. I'm talking about 1,000 on the bottom end. So... That takes care of it. we got open lines available, so if you want to get in, now's the time, 602-508-0960. Tom, grab a line if you still want to ask me your question. 602-508-0960. <clears throat> My name's Mark Salem, and we're here to help you with your car. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm not going to sell you chemicals. I'm not going to sell you anything. I'm just giving you the best advice I can, and I've been in the auto repair business for 32 years, and I've been a master tech since 1991. We'll be right back. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hi folks, Alan Thick here. You know, some things in life are just too serious to take chances on, and owing money to the IRS is definitely one of those. The IRS has the power to garnish your paycheck, they can levy your bank account, even take your home or business. Seriously. Thankfully, with one simple call, you can start solving your tax debt once and for all. Optima Tax Relief is the leading tax resolution firm in the nation. They have over 250 professionals, they have an A rating with the Better Business Bureau, and the trust of thousands of satisfied clients. Optima's attorneys can immediately protect you from aggressive collections because they are experts in the Fresh Start Initiative. That's a special IRS debt forgiveness program that could save you thousands. Don't wait till it's too late. Get serious. Call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. A flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Looking to see what's up next on The Hugh Hewitt Show? Like 960 The Patriot on Facebook for daily show updates. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and I want to tell you real quick about Larry Harker's Auto. Bob and Alan are the principal people at Larry Harker's Auto. Bob works the shop. Alan works the front counter. The other day, I sent a car over to Harker's, and I said, I think you should go there because you live close to him, and I think Bob can find and fix the problem. And you know what happened? Bob found and fixed the problem. Now, I happen to have guessed right, thinking that it was an ignition problem because the symptoms were so good from the customer. And keep in mind, your repair shop is only as good as the symptoms you give them. So if you just throw the keys at them like some people do and say it doesn't run very good, that's the recipe for disaster. And you're going to pay through the nose for diagnostic charges because they got to go figure out what that means. But Bob and Ellen together are a team that you can't beat. 
and Bob is one of those technicians that is honored because a lot of shops in his area from 38th Avenue and in Indian School, they actually use him to diagnose their problems. So he's a diagnostician specialist, and that's Bob at Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Let's go back to the phones real quick here, and uh, i got to turn the page again. So, John, you're up next, buddy. How can I help you? Don with a D. Yes, looking at a 2015 Honda Accord four-cylinder with CVT versus a Nissan Altima four-cylinder CVT. Uh, which, in your opinion, is the better vehicle? And I know the Nissan has a chain drive and the timing belt as well as the CVT versus the Honda having a, uh, a, a timing belt uh, made out of, uh, of course, rubberized, if you will, uh, and also it's the same type with a uh, uh, on the transmission. In your okay. opinion, I only drive about 8,000 miles a year, and I'm wondering which might be the better thing for me. It, it, I'm going to look at the big picture from 3,000 feet altitude. We're talking sure. about how much you're going to pay for each one of these, how much they're going to be worth, how much maintenance, what what is the resale good? Um, are they are they covenant cars? Do people want them? Do they do they hunt out Craigslist and 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 all over for the very first one that shows up they go and buy it? If you're looking at the big picture. And I know I'm going to catch flack for this, but I'm going to say the Honda wins hand down. And the only negative is it's going to be a little bit more expensive than the Nissan. But the Honda is just a better fit when you compare it to what you've compared it to. The Honda motor is a tougher, um, even though both of them don't like overheats at all. It's still a better engine. It has better resale. Um, their transmissions are better, in my opinion. You ask for my opinion, and that's my opinion. You are far better off with the Honda. Okay. Well, I've had two of them now, and I'm happy with them. But uh, I I rented a uh, Nissan Altima recently, the four-cylinder, put about 1,500 miles on it on our trip. And I got 20, uh, 38 miles a gallon, which was unbelievable. And I think Honda gets almost that amount. It, it, it's going to be close. You're exactly right. And I'm happy to hear that you drove the other one. I mean, for 1,500 miles, that's awesome. That That's exactly what you should do. I'm going to change your question. Mark, I've been Honda guy all, all my life, and so I'm going to, I'm talking about the, the Nissan and the Honda, and, and, and I'm going to say, and you say to me, am I going up or am I going down when I go from a Honda to a Nissan under the circumstances and the parameters I've given you? And my answer is the same. <laughs> you're, not, you're not elevating yourself any. Um, it may be a lateral to, in some people's minds, but not mine. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate the info. Thank you very much. All righty. And I don't sell Hondas and I don't sell Nissans. Um, I, I my sister drives. Yeah, my sister drives a Nissan, and 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 I, other family members have Nissans and stuff like that. But you know, we process ten thousand cars a year, mm-hmm. so we kind of get a good feeling on on, on 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 which ones you know are really good cars and which ones aren't. Okay, Greg, you're up next, buddy. How can I help you? Hi, Greg. Hey, um, I've got an 05 Toyota Tacoma. It's, it's got oversized tires and it's lifted, so the mileage isn't great. I bought it with uh, about 30-some thousand miles on it, and I was getting like 16 and a half miles a gallon. Now I've got about 112,000 on it, and I'm getting 12, 13. Now, my gas gauge, on occasion, full tank, you run along, 
I'll start it up and it'll show an empty tank. So I have a concern that I may need to flush the, the gas tank. I think that's where the filter is. But I also question uh, if I were to send out my injectors. I know there's a place in Texas that will. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You've already jumped to a fuel filter for a fuel economy issue and injectors for a fuel economy issue? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, I keep this thing tip-top serviced, and I don't know why okay. my mileage has gone down that much. Okay, well, that's the real question. When I, I'm going to take a break here in just a minute, and you're going to stay right there because we're going to talk. But the question is, is what are the components that would cause me to lose fuel economy uh, from 30,000 to 112,000? And I can tell you right now, injectors ain't one of them. And so that's, I mean, that's just all there is to it. It isn't going to be the injector. So when we come back, we'll talk about the rest of the options that you've got in front of you. But injectors won't be one of them. We'll be right back. Michael Medved recognizes a familiar pattern in the Chattanooga shooter. But what wrong, obviously, is that he became more deeply involved in a strain of Islamic teaching that would tend to make you a violent crazy. Does that exist in any other religious group? Not that I know of. The Michael Medved Show, weekdays at noon, right before Hugh Hewitt at 3, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. I'm Tom Brown with Michael Leah, and I've given testimonials for Benefit Air from my own personal experience, but I'm not the only one praising you guys. 
Here's an email to you from another happy customer who had a thermostat issue. Mike, I'm Steve Simmons. Kyle said he told you about the mix-up I had on the thermostat and that I bought the wrong one, not knowing about that two-stage stuff. To make a long story short, I am happy. I think Kyle did a great job resolving a tricky situation, and I'll always use Benefit Air from Ken to Mac to Kyle. All you guys are a pleasure to work with. Boy, that says it all, Mike. How do you get these great results? Well, Tom, we carefully select and take very good care of our employees, and that translates into great customer service. Happy employees make for happy customers, and we like to keep both for a long time. Good philosophy, Mike. Thanks, Tom. To find out how you can experience great customer service, call Benefit Air today at 602-840-9229. That's 602-840-9229. Or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of choosing Benefit Air. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour. My name is Mark Salem, and you've spent some portion of the last two hours with me. Every Saturday from 10 to noon, we're here talking about car repair, and I want to tell you about Action Auto Repair located at I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom, who owns Action Auto Repair, is a very well-respected business owner and technician. He's also a world-class fisherman, by the way. But Action Auto is a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop. They've served the Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area since 1983. I've known Tom since the early 80s when he actually was an expert on some of those old engine analyzers that were sold for thirty and forty thousand bucks back then tom was one of the guys that could make those old engine analyzers just dance but you had to have a good fundamentals and that's what tom has so they're known for quality workmanship excellent customer service fast turnaround time they have ASE master certified technicians and they're going to work with you so they're going to give you all your options. They're going to give everything in a menu format, and then you can decide what you need to do and what you don't need to do, and they'll help you make that decision. So Action Auto Repairs at I-17 in Deer Valley, a great place if you live up in that area and you don't already have a garage, may I suggest you try him. Hey, Greg, on your uh, Tacoma, it, it's not going to be the fuel filter either, Greg, because fuel filters don't cause fuel economy problems. Um, a fuel filter, a, a classic symptom of a fuel filter with respect to um, a fuel filter being plugged is that the car will do 54 miles an hour but won't do 56 miles an hour, or it'll do 75 miles an hour but it won't do 80 miles an hour because the fuel filter is restricted, and that's causing a power problem. Your fuel injectors um, aren't. Your fuel injectors would cause a check engine light. You'd have that. You'd have a, a, a sulfur smell. Um, you'd have really bad fuel economy, and you'd have all kinds of idle problems if the fuel injectors were bad. It it really is a matter of you because you have over 100,000 miles on it. I'd be cleaning the mass airflow sensor, and I'd be cleaning the throttle blades, and I'd start there. I'd also make sure that I'm using the correct oil because as the engines get older, sometimes we change the oil and we go from a 530 to a 1030 or a 1040 or a 2050, and that's going to rob some fuel economy because now the engine's trying to pump peanut butter instead of, you know, sewing machine oil. 
So I'd also do the obvious stuff. Um, if your wife has loaded up the trunk with four years of newspapers, I'd get rid of those and not air up the tires and make sure I had fresh spark plugs. Those are the kinds of things that you do to get your fuel economy. But um, I, I'd stay away from the fuel tank. That's going to be an expensive guess, and, and, and your success rate is less than 1%. Okay. So does that help you? Well, yeah. yeah. Um, question, though, the, yeah, I'm an old carburetor guy. Um, I know where the mass fuel, the mass airflow sensor is right inside the you know, just post air filter. What would I clean that with, and where are the throttle blades? Okay. Yep, throttle blades, as you take the, you have the, the air filter over here, and then you got a hose that goes to the engine. So you disconnect the hose from the engine, and inside there is those throttle blades, which is exactly what's on the bottom of a carburetor that you're used to. Like the old butterflies? So, butterflies, thank you. Thank okay. you. You're right, butterflies. And and what happens is is we need to be able, when the butterflies are shut, we need to be able to have a little bit of light all the way around the butterfly, or the, 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 the brass, you know, round thing. And, and what happens is that area gets all dirty. So what you do is you put a rag over the end of a screwdriver and you paint the rag with carb cleaner and then you open up the throttle blades and you clean that ridge of dirt that's all the way around the throttle blades. And to clean the mass airflow sensor, don't you touch that little wire because if you touch it, you just cost yourself hundreds of dollars. They make a spray mass airflow sensor cleaner. And follow the directions exactly. Don't do anything more or less. And if you look at that little fine wire before you clean it with a magnifying glass, it'll look like a worm with a jacket on. And when you get done cleaning it, it'll look like a snake. So it'll be a significant difference. And I'll bet yours is looking like a a caterpillar with a jacket on it. Okay? Okay. Do I need to remove it to uh, clean it or just do it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, you're going to have to All take right. it off and take it to the workbench. You're going to disconnect the battery, unplug it, take it to the workbench, clean the fine wire. Then you're going to clean up the throttle blades and make sure you don't flood the engine with liquid carburetor spray. I'm telling you to spray it on a rag because if you if you aspirate that liquid carb spray, then you're going to bend all the rods in it when you go to start it up. I don't want liquid carburetor spray inside the engine because we'll bend the valves. Great. Okay. Okay. And Good luck to you, Greg. Thing. Battery. Disconnect the battery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anytime we're working with computerized stuff, we want to just disconnect the negative cable while we're doing that. Plus, it's going to start a relearn process, and, and it's a good idea to reboot your computer after you clean the mass airflow sensor and clean the throttle blades and go through a relearn process that'll take a couple of days to do. That's a good thing. So I'm having them. I, that's the reason why I'm having you do the, the battery. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. You betcha. You. Thank you, Jerry. You're up next. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Got a question on using. Uh, car tires on a trailer. Okay. Uh, it's a flatbed tandem axle, 7,000 pound trailer. It's, uh, I use it to haul quads with. You know, okay. I um, end up drying out. I, I don't use it enough to keep the tires in good shape. So okay, let me just ask you some trail. questions. Let me let me just ask you some questions. How many axles are on the trailer? It's a tandem, too. Okay. Do you have any idea if the tag says, what's the gross vehicle weight, GVW? Uh, the trailer is 7,000 pounds. Okay, that's going to be, okay, good, good, good. Now, I'll, here's the math, and I'm going to answer your question. It's just going to take me a minute to get there. If the trailer's got a 7,000-pound gross, that means that, that it's got two axles, so each axle's responsible for how much of the 7,000 pounds? 3,500 pounds per axle. Bingo. Now, each tire 
there's two tires on each axle, so we have to take 35 and divide it by two. And what does that give? The minimum amount of load that tire has to be is 1750. How's my math? Uh, that's the number I was going to come up with. So we're both exactly. <laughs> so so what you're looking for is you want to get away from the ST standard trailer tire because you want to go faster than 65 miles an hour, and I don't blame you because I do the same thing. So what you need to do is is you need a tire on that trailer, a car passenger tire, and you don't care what the diameter is as long as it fits the wheel, that's got a 2,000 to 2,200-pound load limit. Because 4 times 2,000 is 8 grand, or 4 times 22 is 8,800. So find a passenger car tire that will fit on the wheel and has approximately the same circumference and diameter, but just say to your shop, I want something with a maximum load of 2,000 to 2,200 pounds, and you're done. Okay. What about getting uh, used tires? I was, cause, oh. Uh, like I said, this thing fits for most of, I mean, I take it out twice a year maybe if lucky. Yeah. You know what? You, you know how to read the DOT code on a tire? Uh, no, not off the top of my head, but I can look All right. it up. All right, well, it's a, it's a branded area. It's an oval, and it's got four numbers in it, and it's right close to where the tire meets the rim, and the last four digits are going to be the week and the year the tire was made. Most used tires are well past any safety concern or safety number I'm comfortable with. So I also think that when you, when you used used tires on a trailer and then you blow a tire, and then if you lose control of the truck and the trailer because you blow a tire or you cause the guy behind you to have to take evasive action as he dodges your alligator and he ends up in the ditch and maybe hurts his family, I think all that risk is craziness. Really and truly, you can find a set of tires for this thing that are going to be 200 bucks plus mounting, balancing, FET, and sales tax. So it, it's not it's not going to be you're not looking at a light truck tire here that's going to be closer to the hundred dollar range. You were talking about something that's going to be fifty sixty dollars a piece. And all you want, what size are the tires you got on there now? Uh, I believe they're two hundred five seventy five fifteen. Okay, so you start there, and you can go two hundred five, or you can go two twenty five, or you can go one ninety five. What difference does it make? All you want is a tire that's going to carry two that, and it's going to be written right on the sidewall. Maximum load. 2,000 pounds at 38 PSI, at 44 PSI, at 32 PSI. All you want is something with a 2,000 to 2,200, somewhere around there, uh, weight rating. That's all. Okay? Sounds good to me. All right. Thank you. Good luck. Good, good luck to you, sir. Good luck to you. That's a question I get a lot because people don't want to the, – the, if the tire says on the sidewall ST, that means standard trailer, and that means that that tire has a strict 65-mile-an-hour limit. And I see, and I travel up and down the mountains all the time, and I see, I see those hot rod boys with them big diesel trucks pulling trailers at 75 and 80 miles an hour, and I don't even want to be within the, the zip code of them because when that tire comes loose, it's going to rip the fender off the trailer, it's going to damage the side of the truck, it's going to throw that crap all over the road and cause everybody to take evasive action. So what the folks, why he's asking for a car tire for his trailer is so he can travel at 75 instead of 65. And the difference is is the car tire has a P in front of it or an LT. So it's standard trailer is ST, then P is passenger car. And because he only wants a tire at 2,000, 2,200 pounds, he can find that in a passenger car. But if he gets up to 3,000 pounds a tire, then he goes into a LT, which is called a light truck tire. 
that makes sense? Mm -hmm. The whole thing? Yes, all of it. So anyway, um, I learned most of my tire stuff yesterday. <laughs> so, no, tires is a big, huge part of my life because I, I, I do lots of uh, tire uh, cases for law enforcement, for insurance companies, for attorneys and stuff like that. I am not a expert in the construction of tires. John Dawes would be the guy that would be doing that, and I respect him immensely. I'm kind of a, a tire wear guy. I look at the tire, and I can tell you, was it underinflated? Was it overinflated? Is there an alignment problem? And then I can look at the car and say, yes, there's an alignment problem, and yes, this is why there's an alignment problem, and da-da-da-da-da. So tires are something that I live with every day. So my granddaughter is due the 1st of September. Is that right, Mr.? Yes, August 30th. August, August 30th? Actually, yeah. So Are course, you all ready? As ready as I'll ever be. You ready for the hike hike? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only thing I can tell you for sure, all right, yeah. is you're going to get in there, and you guys went to those classes where mm -hmm. they teach you how to bond and all that stuff. Uh -huh. No matter what, now I, I am a three-time dad. Yes, you okay? are. No matter what happens, you're going to go get a washcloth, and you're going to say to yourself, I, this is the time I've been trained to get a washcloth and yeah. put cold water on it and put it across your forehead. She'll want a hot one when you put a cold one. <laughs> and, 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 or she'll want a cold one when you put a hot one. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do to make her happy. There is nothing you can do. She's going to cuss you out and use words that you've never heard before, especially because she gets it from her mother, I might say. <laughs> You know, uh, it, it, it was just, but here's the best part. If they have the monitor, mm -hmm. okay, you're going to be able to see the line. And as soon as it starts going tick, tick, and it goes up a little and then up a little, you're going to say, honey, they're coming back. Yeah. All right. So she's going to And then you're going to see it go up and up and up, and you're going to talk to her, and you're going to say, it's going up, it's going up, it's just leveling out. Okay, we're, we're starting to step down. All right. So And then she'll be relieved. Mm -hmm. Or she'll tell you to shut the hell up. <laughs> I'll expect the second yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So, so I can guarantee you that you're going to wish you were somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, uh, Renee. Renee was Renee was a trooper, but yeah. um, it was it was a it was a tough thing because you know it's I'm tr I'm trying to guess what she wants, and so I put the cold howl on her on her forehead, and she doesn't like that. Right. So then the next time I put it on her neck, and she doesn't like that. And so the next time I go get a a, a beach towel and I get it all wet and I cover her whole head. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't like that either. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so I'm sitting there thinking, yeah. you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to please you today, lady. No, not at all. <laughs> and, uh, and, but there is a God because the first, the first one was a tough one. Mm -hmm. The second one, it, we went in at 6.05 and the baby was born at 6.06. So, I mean, that was a really easy yeah. one. Plus, she was a really small baby. And yeah. so it was kind of like just having a, you know, as far as I was concerned, sure. it was like having a bowel movement. All right. It was just that. That's about all it was. It, I'm sure I'm going to get catch a lot of heat for saying that. And that's okay because I'm just having fun. But um, the third one, which is your wife, Andy, yeah. um, it, that that was a little bit more difficult. But I think it has to do with Renee being 70 years old when that happened. <laughs> yeah. Now we're definitely going to get flagged for that one. <laughs> You know what? If you're not in trouble, then you're not having fun. That's true. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, you're just, you're just having fun anyway. All right, my email address again is mark at marksalem dot com. My email or my website is marksalem dot com. I I'm here to help you with your car problems. I'm going to guide you 
uh, once we determine who is best for your thing and you're free to go there or not. Um, I don't make any money if you go there. No one's spiffing me. No one's giving me anything. The bottom line is, is I'm sending you where I think you'll be best served if that's what you want me to do. But if you already have a garage, and oftentimes I say that, do you already have a garage? Yes, I do. Good. Have you had him for a long time and you love him? Yes. Then you should stay there. That's the idea. So anyway, mark at MarkSalem.com. I want you to wear your seatbelt. I want you to drive with care, and if somebody does something nice, it's still okay to stick your arm out the window and say thank you. I will see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.